morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, 88, the internet, wherever you are, you're on the Faith FM network and you're listening to myself, Lawson, as well as my awesome co-host, Monica. How's it going, Lawson? Oi, so good. Yeah, so, what's going on? City to Surf training started yesterday. Oh, you're really into this. Yeah, that's Full on. When is this you, sir? It's August 13th. Oh, wow. On the Sunday. You so, proper prepped, man. So, I, I put my shoes on. Yeah. You know, I went out. So, I, I wanted to do it straight after radio because I had mm-hmm. some time. You know, I'm a, I'm a student, so mm-hmm. pretty flexible with my schedule. But I had some stuff I needed to do. So, you know, I ate lunch and whatnot. And this is my first run back in a while because I've been really quite sick. Yeah. And, and that kind of kept me from, from running. So, this is this is my first proper run back since, like, March basically. So you're gonna run the whole thing? Absolutely. Okay. So I've got so right now it's it's what the thirtieth of May. I've yeah. got to I, I can I can build up to fourteen Ks. But I went for a little five K yesterday, you know, just my, yeah, my yeah, introductory yeah. run. Went for a five K and um two terrible things happened. What? The first one is that when I got to the end of my run, I accidentally clicked the X button instead of the finish flag oh, button, no. so I d- deleted the oh. run, which was so annoying, like on Strava. Such I, a Gen Z problem. I've never used Strava before, um, so but a bunch of us are using Strava to track our stuff. It so was like the walk it was, never happened. It, it, legit, legit. If it's not recorded, if it's not on Strava, it didn't, didn't happen. happen. So that was the first terrible thing. The second terrible thing is that as soon as I stopped, I realized, oh, wow, I'm kind of not feeling well and then <gasps> you didn't it, all of my lunch no. came out oh, of my body so, so disgusting so so i uh yeah it was an interesting introduction <laughs> back into the, the real question is have you actually registered because that thing sells out fast i've tried to do it multiple times and haven't been able to get a spot look it's it's in it's in the works okay yeah. i haven't i haven't checked but it, we should be able to do it. we're like three Maybe months I should out do it with you. i'll just stroll it and you can run it yeah yeah, yeah. coming up in today's show we are going to talk about well what we're going to be miracle hunting. Ooh. We're going to be looking at miracles, and we're going to be seeing all. Are they miracles? I've got one right here, sitting uh, here, uh, right uh, here. It's a miracle. I'm here on time. There you uh, go. But I'm. There's a morning miracle. We're going to be having a look at that. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to have our first clue for the quiz. Indeed. This morning is a what number am I quiz. The first clue goes like this. Because Jesus wasn't even this old, the Jews couldn't understand how he could have seen Abraham. Yeah. Yeah. It's confusing, man. How could he see Abraham? He wasn't even this old. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What number is that? 0491-064-669. That's our number. And you can give that a call or a text if you know the answer to the quiz. And what are people going into the draw for? This Friday, we'll be giving away the most gorgeous prize. It is a copy of Food as Medicine by Sue Rad. Beautiful book. It's a huge book, by the way. 400-page recipe book. It's not just recipes. It's also basically like a like a blueprint for eating your way to good health. Amen. So this book has literally won a bunch of awards, including the best health and nutrition cookbook in the world. Oh. Uh, yeah, in 2017 when it first came out at the prestigious Gourmand World Cookbook Awards. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, super fancy, really gorgeous book. We'll be giving that away on Friday. All you need to do is get yourself in with one chance to win. Just guess one of the quizzes this week correct and you'll be in to win. Of course, if you want to play but you don't actually want the prize, maybe you already have this book, mm. maybe all your friends have it, you don't have anyone to give it to, just to get a little asterisk next to your 
your guesses and we will know that you don't want the prize. You just want you just want a pat on the back. Yeah. But, you know, to wield two of these books, you know, what a gift. Oh, what power. <laughs> you can Absolutely. make two recipes at once. <laughs> Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. We've got a text message from Brayden here. He says, uh, he says, was that sick feeling caused because you realized that you had to go and do the run again so as to have it recorded for it to be a real run? Hope you're feeling better. <laughs> and yeah, I had such an existential crisis that my run wasn't recording that it manifested into into throwing up. Uh, that's actually, you know, that that's like a real thing. Well, absolutely. Like, is. you know, yeah. just feeling anxious yeah. about things. But one of the, one story that my dad, I didn't know my grandfather very well because he died when I was like, Know, maybe like nine years old or something. Um, and he was, he was quite old. He like fought in world war two. Like he was 50 when he had my dad and, and, you know, so oh, wow. he was yeah. a, a bit older generation, but dad tells me this story about how he worked some shut down back in the day. He was a tradie and, um, you know, he's got 10 kids. And so this money was like going to keep the lights on and, you mm-hmm. know, keep the water flowing mm-hmm. and whatnot. And he gets home and his pay packet has fallen out of his top <gasps> pocket. No. And so he then, he's like dry reaching, like thinking oh, about not being yeah. able to pay the bills. Yeah. Then he gets in the car and he drives, you know, the whole way back from like Toronto to Newcastle, like looking on the side of the road, but it was gone. Oh it no. Was, yeah. It, but hectic times. Yeah. But no, that wasn't me. I, I felt sick because I overexerted and uh, <laughs> I, I had eaten too much lunch. Hey, you're listening to the breakfast show this morning and we hope you don't get sick. Uh, we hope that you're breakfast you know, is eating down. A, a nutritional <laughs> breakfast this morning. And speaking of nutrition, speaking of all things good, Monica, you're going to bring us some good news. I am giving you some super satisfying news this morning. And I actually have an idea based off of this story. You Did it hurt? It, to come up with an idea? Yeah. Interestingly enough, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell me what you think of my idea. I'm sure you're going to be all for it. So basically... A man has become a local hero mm. after power washing his hometown's filthy pavement after he got fed up with the filth. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I love this guy. So he's a window cleaner. He's become an online sensation after he pressure washed his hometown's filthy pavement and sidewalks in his spare time. So his name's Andrew Carr. Mm-hmm. He's been dubbed a hero by social media users. He has like a TikTok and Instagram account. Um, uh, he's been dubbed a hero for his efforts uh, and his videos that have attracted thousands of followers from around the world, including me now, because I could not click that fast enough. I'm a huge uh, clean talk watcher. I love watching <laughs> um, like the before and afters of people cleaning like hectic things that are hard to clean. So Andrew Carr, he owns ABC Cleaning Services, says that he was fed up with the paths and cobbles in Arlenwick, Northumberland, um, being covered in chewing gum and dog feces. Mm-hmm. And one day he simply couldn't take it anymore. And after finishing a job washing windows and gutters in a town shop, the 32-year-old turned his powerful pressure washer onto the path outside and was amazed to see the patterns on the paving slabs that had been hidden under decades of dirt. Oof. And he was so satisfied with his efforts, <clears throat> he actually contacted the local council and basically offered to spruce up the rest of the historic town in his spare time, and mm-hmm. they agreed. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like um, we don't really have this in Australia, but in a lot of other countries they have what's called the old town, mm-hmm. which is a part of the city that's kept historically um, sort of accurate, mm-hmm. and it's usually very beautiful cobblestone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really gorgeous. And so he started there. 
And now, every Sunday morning, Andrew gets up, blasts the paths and pavements around the town centre until they sparkle. He says, I was cleaning windows and gutters and just looked down and was really disappointed at the state of the pavements. I looked further up the high street and every paving slab was covered in chewing gum and there was a dog mess. It was a sad sight. Right there and then, I set myself a goal of cleaning up the entire town centre. I thought to myself that everyone complains about the dog messes and chewing gum, but no one ever does anything about it. (laughs) What? Legend. So I took it into my own <laughs> hands. I did it myself. <laughs> so yeah, so he contacted awesome. the town council, said he wanted to clean up the paths, and they were delighted. And mm. apparently it's really lifted the spirits and the moods of everyone in the city, because everyone in the city has sort of heard about it now in this mm. town, and that he's just doing it out of the goodness of his heart. Um, he's finished the town centre, and he now wants to tackle the, the footpaths around the edges of the town, including uh, the run-down bus station nearby mm. residential streets. Um and he gets so he says he's so happy when he hears feedback from people, especially visitors. There's one sixty-year-old uh, lifelong resident of this town. Her name's Angela Davies, and she said mm-hmm. she never knew the whole. T- she's sixty years old. She lived there her whole life. Mm. She never knew the paving slabs had patterns before they were washed. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's insane. But so many stories like that came out during COVID. You know, when everything went shut down, people just yeah. started to renovate. And like, I remember mm. there was that city council, uh, the city, the town, what's it called? The town building, the city mm. council, the building in the town in some American city where they ripped up the lino and discovered ornate tiled patterns across their entire, entire building. Mm. And that would, that would, that was my favorite one. Um, I loved all the stories from COVID. It just like how no one was driving boats in the, Venice oh yes, rivers. and all the Venice canals turned green again, and they, and they were just completely clear, like yeah. you could see the bottom. Yeah, absolutely That's amazing. So people have said it may seem like a small thing to be excited about, but the clean pavements have transformed the place. Oh, absolutely. We actually know is a yeah, especially because we're on Wednesdays. We have Jennifer Scoos, and we talk about mental mm. health, and we know that cleaning your room is one of the basic steps oh. you can to, as a good step towards healthy mental health. Mm. Um, uh, the town councillor, his name's Gordon Castle, he said the work clearing chewing gum is very time consuming, but the results are a revelation. On behalf of the town, we thank him for his public spirited work. This they should maybe take a, uh, a page out of. Is it Singapore's book where they've outlawed chewing gum? Chewing gum. Yeah, it provides absolutely no nutrition. It is simply a waste of everything. You know why they outlawed chewing gum, right? Why? It's not for to... littering, right? No, 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 no. Well, yes, but no. The reason they outlawed chewing gum is because someone stuck chewing gum in the doors of the trains when they first opened <gasps> in 1999, and because the train door couldn't shut. The entire train system shut down. It had like a fatal error that shut down the entire metro. I didn't and know And so that. that's why they banned chewing gum. That's amazing. I always thought they were just really either health conscious or clean conscious. No, no they actually, rather than solve the problem, the problem of, we've had this conversation. We'll take away your toys. Before. Yeah, they're just like, rather than like solve the fatal error of like these doors don't shut and then the whole why train system so shuts funny? down. They, they just banned the entirety of of bubblegum. You're actually allowed to chew bubblegum in Singapore, but you're just not allowed to import it or sell it. Okay, wow. It's kind of like the same way that Australia treats marijuana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can get it, you can have it, but you just can't get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right, that's right. So So here's my idea off the back of this story with Andrew Carr, right? I've, I I love this attitude, this attitude of like, do you know what? There's a problem and I'm going to fix it. I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to sit around and complain like everybody else but not actually do anything about it. Because you know that saying that if you're complaining about the problem but you're not actually doing anything to fix it, you are part of the problem, Oof. right? So I'm, I reckon we should take a, a, a page out of Andrew Carr book, but I reckon we should go one step further. I think anyone 
who decides to do something for the benefit of the community, like cleaning up the community, should just be able to go and do it and then submit a receipt to the council and get paid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There should Don't, be a yeah. there should be a, like a fund, like yeah. a like a community none of, fund. None of this red tape bureaucracy that we have in Australia. Where you have to go. Oh, there's permission to do all this stuff, and then get told no, you can't. Like you know, mm-hmm. fix the stairs. Just go fix the stairs and be like, hey, council, check it out. I fixed it. Pay me up. You know what? I feel like you would solve a lot of unemployment overnight. Yeah, and then yeah. Y- your town would be beautified and fixed. Well, we already see that right in Australia with the bottle collecting system. Right. Like, we can take it one step further. You see we... some graffiti you don't like? Wash it off. Submit a receipt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Dude, you'd have just a <laughs> the the real reason why that couldn't go through is because then council workers would lose their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but our towns would be gleaming. They would absolutely oh. be. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Monica. Yes, dear. Give us another clue for the quiz. Clue number two. What number am I? Obadiah hid prophets in two caves. In each cave he hid this many prophets. We've had some answers come in. Unfortunately, they've been incorrect. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. Hopefully, you're you're getting more on track now. You're making your way through the quiz, and, and hopefully it's it's coming to you. But again, that number, 0491-064-669. Don't miss out on our amazing prize that we're drawing at the end of this week. Food is medicine by Surad, the award-winning, gigantic, awesome weapon of a cookbook, literally. Mm-hmm. Guys, get in. 0491 Read that clue for us one more time. Obadiah hid prophets in two caves. In each cave, he hid this many prophets. Okay, do you want to start off with something tragically funny or freaky-deaky? Oh, that's hard. I love both of those categories. Yeah. Let's go tragically funny. Okay, tragically funny is is has all all got to do with ChatGPT. Okay, and just okay, just okay. AI. We've talked a lot about AI, and I, but it's never ending. It's, it's just coming thick and fast. It, it is. This is the year of AI. It's it really the thing is. where th- things are changing, legislation is changing and growing. Uh, we have mentioned briefly about Italy's plans to ban uh, mm-hmm. ChatGPT, which they are now enforcing. But the EU, in its entirety is drafting up now legislation to kind of, yeah, to get at AI and limit AI. The founder of and the CEO of OpenAI, Sam Altman, is calling it an overreach and it's just over-regulating, but, which, is, which is tough, right? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, if you have a tool that can be a, you know, a good thing for society, then it's like, oh, you would want to use it to the best of its ability. But then that's the question. Is it yeah, a good is thing? It, yeah. Is it a good thing? So I think I told you off air the other day that there's um, book publishing houses are actually shutting down their submission channels because so many people are now just submitting books written by AI. For the first time in history, so many publishing houses, you can no longer submit a book submission to via email. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there, in some area, but then, but then I think it's like okay, but if you become a curator of the, like it's, it's, it should be able to advance things, but it's making so many positions redundant yeah. that uh, it's, it's a, it that that's why they're putting this legislation in, which is intentional. It's hard because it's like oh, we're intentionally not developing, but then it's like oh, but if we do develop too fast, like there was, uh, there was, I saw you know this. Report. It was like 300,000 jobs in a particular sector. I think it was the tech sector in the United States, like 300 
300,000 jobs could be, an estimated 300,000 jobs could be replaced immediately by AI. And then there was all these jokes because there's a famous basketball player named Alan Iverson and his nickname was AI. And it's like, why is AI taking everyone's jobs? But anyways. <laughs> um, so- but yeah, there was, there was just, just in the last week, there's news reports of, um, uh, there was an audiobook company where they they read out audiobooks and mm. said to them like they're all getting fired because they can pay an, an AI application twenty dollar I think a month um, membership fee mm. and have AI read it out so they don't need any of these orators anymore. And then there's also I saw on Instagram just yesterday a lady was like I don't need travel agents anymore because I can literally ask AI to plan my um, my itinerary and she demonstrated she's like give me a two-week holiday at this in this budget through Italy and it literally shot up a graph with everything worked out for mm. her in a matter of seconds but the thing is about say this story right here using chat GPT so chat GPT the version that we have available to us does not have live data in it Oh. Right. It is stumped at 2021 and then slowly getting updated and, you know, whatnot, particularly when it first came out, all of its information was up until the end of 2021. So if you asked it, um, who is Joe Biden? It would tell you Joe Biden is the, mm-hmm. you know, is, you know, the, Some politician. the, the president. Well, actually, no, he'd become a, the president by 2020. But I remember asking it about something else that was like a different part. I think I asked it about, um, I asked it about Anthony Albanese mm-hmm. and Anthony Albanese hadn't become prime minister yet. And it was like, Anthony Albanese is a, is a, uh, is a, you know, this person, da, 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 because it doesn't have that live data. So, which, uh, so you're this story of someone planning a trip to Italy, they chuck in their details and it'll get information up, but that information won't necessarily be correct. So you'll need to massage it and see if, you know, if it actually, it would probably give you a functioning timeline, but yeah. then it's like, okay, in terms of the prices and whatnot, it might be estimated correctly, but it's not exact because it doesn't okay, have life I feel like that's a super easy fix. Exactly. It yeah. is. Um, except for a New York lawyer who didn't realize it needed that fix and used ChatGPT to do his legal research on <gasps> six cases which the judge is calling um the six this is the quote from the judge he says the six cases submitted appear to be bogus judicial systems with bogus quotes and bogus internal citations this guy and now he is facing his own lawsuit oh wow he is being sued by the state yeah, uh, for not doing his job. For not doing his job. And and, and the quote that's come from him, <laughs> I didn't think ChatGPT had incorrect information or would produce inaccurate information. Yikes, buddy. Yikes. You are a lawyer. Like, come yeah, on. wow. And so he is under the pump right now. Well, he's, you know, obviously he's, he's, he's in court over this. And uh, it, it just goes to show that chat GPT and AI isn't not up to infallible. The, it's not up to the standard of, of that right now, but particularly, okay. If it had live data in it, then it's like, okay, it would be better able to do that. But, but even just like knowing anything about chat GPT, like having, if you're regularly using chat GPT, it says down the bottom of the page, like the yeah. data is up to such and such date. Yeah. But then as well, you could, he could be thinking, oh, well, the laws probably haven't changed that much since 2021 to, yeah, no. I don't. I just don't think it's going to be that trustworthy because honestly, if it's accessing all its information from the internet, the internet's full of lies and bogus information. Yeah, absolutely. But well, that's the point is that it, so it doesn't have the internet mm-hmm. in it, right? It's like it has 
portions of the internet uploaded into it, but it's it's not live. It's not, it's not on- connected. It's not ongoing. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's oh, essentially okay. the the point is okay. that um, ChatGPT they've they've pumped a lot into it, but it's not live. I thought it was like a, a portal to the internet, basically. No, 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 What's your freaky deaky story? I'm okay, my freaky deaky story has to do with miracles. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, and there's a particular miracle that has come out of the United States. And when I say miracle, think of air quotes because I think all miracles, if someone's claiming a miracle, let's investigate it. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. So this miracle is, but it could be a miracle. But a miracle by whose hands? Mm. That's the question. So this mm-hmm. miracle has just come out. Um, there is a lady. Her name is Sister Well. Wilhelmina Lancaster. So let's let's call her Will. Will. Sister Will. Yeah. Uh, she's a nun in mm-hmm. the Catholic Church. In 1995, um, she founded the Benedict Sisters of Mary, a queen of the apostles, which is like a particular monastery there. And she passed away five years ago. They dug her body up oh. after five years to actually move. The, like they dug up her coffin to move it into the monastery. Um, as the founder of the monastery, they wanted her last resting place to be within the the, the monastery, and they found that her body, though being expo- exposed to dirt and moisture because she's in a coffin, was almost completely um, undecayed. And that's supposed to be miraculous? Well, it's been five years. Yeah, but I feel like there's going to be – I feel like you just need a scientist in there to, like, look at that, I don't know, the soil, the, uh, the altitude, whatever's going on in that area, and I reckon it'll be a, a perfectly normal explanation. So that's one side. But because for, they're pumped full of, like, formaldehyde and they're stuffed in, a, in an airtight box. Of course it's going to last a while. But for Catholics, they're, they're saying that this is the first African-American woman who has ever been found incorrupt, which is basically – so for Catholics, a part of Catholic tradition is that the the most holy of the saints are so holy that even in death, their bodies are incorruptible. Right. And okay. they're, they're, while their spirits are now in heaven because they're saints, they don't have to go through mm-hmm, purgatory, mm-hmm. their bodies stay incorrupt. And oh, I look at something like this, and, and it is freaky dicky because the Bible doesn't describe anything like that. Yeah, well, I mean, the Bible. I mean, if you look at the example of Moses when he goes to the pharaohs and he he creates those miraculous things, given you know through the power of Christ, but mm. then the the pharaohs, magicians, copy those things. So we can see from the Bible clearly that miracles come from both sides, light and dark. Absolutely, but particularly miracles pertaining to the dead which is often practiced by people mm-hmm. in that faith tradition mm-hmm. is just blatantly called necromancy. Yeah, like in the Bible, it's like, don't turn to mediums or necromancy. Never contact the dead. Like you will like be cut off from the people. It will make you unclean. Like it's, it's an, like it's an abomination before God, like all this stuff. Yet it seems like in particularly within that, sect and within that denomination there's all these like to the point where they've given a name to it there's all these miracles happening in regards to the dead well when i I was studying nutritional medicine at uni they taught up they told us that bodies now decompose slower because of all the preservatives in our Mm. food so maybe this sister just ate a lot of 
packaged processed food and was just full of preservatives. Yeah, or formaldehyde or whatever yeah, exactly. it may be. But at the same time, this coffin, it wasn't like a special coffin. It was just, it was exposed to the okay. to the wet soil and dirt. So regardless, people are probably going to investigate this. If mm. not, may, maybe they won't. But the point is, is that I'm not feeling it, bro. Yeah, I'm interested to know what our listeners think about this one. Yeah, absolutely. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. I think particularly because a lot of people are coming to this site now and oh, seeing it and they're like, wow, look at the miracle. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I'm like, guys, like, hey, let's turn to the word of God. Amen. I, I'm, I, This is scary to me. This isn't, I don't think this represents God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Me joined by myself, Lawson, and my amazing co-host, Monica. We are going to have another clue for the quiz. What number am I? When a priest was this many years old, he had to retire. Okay. I also found out yesterday that if you add another six years to the priest retirement age, it's also the enforced retirement age for air traffic controllers. Oh. Because their job is so stressful, they have to retire at that age. Wow. Yeah, so it's our number plus six. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, a lot of sports people probably have to... Would be ret- well and truly retired by this age. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you know the answer, 0491 Of course, you go into the draw for our amazing Food as Medicine book. But again, that number is 0491 But this morning, we've got on the phone with us Taz Walker. Taz, are you there? I'm here. That's uh, I'm right here, Lawson and Monica. Ah, oh, fantastic! And we are talking about one of the greatest natural disasters that has ever occurred. That's right in world history. That's right in world history. So I'm just going to touch on that, and uh, it's very fascinating to think about what it could possibly be. Mm. Now, Dr. Taz Walker, you uh, have particular interest in this subject coming from Creation Ministries, and you know, looking over. Okay, ooh, how could how could these things take place? That's right, and and there are a lot of things happening in the world today, and there are a lot of concerns in our world for the different things that could happen, mm. and uh, you know, the governments of the world and uh, are trying to do things to prevent things from happening. But this was a, an event which occurred, a uh, really really big event, and uh, it, it 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 we still see the effects of it very dramatically even today. Mm, absolutely. So, where do, where do we start when considering this great? An incredible, destructive world disaster. Well, just from uh, just thinking of some of the events in our situation in Australia, for example, we've had the terrible bushfires. That was a big disaster in Australian history. And then there was the floods. We've had a number of floods which have affected uh, uh, cities mm. and uh, towns in Australia. Uh, there was one a long time ago, 2011, uh, a town out in the middle of outback uh, Queensland, Chinchilla, was really badly flooded. So, they, mm. but that would that they had really nothing compared to this particular uh, event in history. Then, of course, there's uh, was the uh, eruption of Krakatoa, which is that volcano mm. near Indonesia in the 1800s. Uh, lots of people killed in that uh, in that disaster. Krakatoa, 36,000. 
thousand, and uh, and then I remember. I don't know if you remember the tsunami which occurred in two thousand four uh, off Indonesia.、Mm. So that was a, a huge disaster involving water. But the biggest one was the one that occurred some four thousand five hundred years ago,、uh, and、uh, we know it as Noah's flood. Yeah,、uh, that was the biggest.、Uh, well, you could call it a natural disaster, but it was.、Uh, it you know it happened. There were no humans that took、uh, that uh, that、um, that made it come on the earth. But the Bible talks about how it happened,、uh, how it happened, and why it happened, and that sort of thing.、Mm. So there are a lot of reasons why Noah's flood, which is about two thousand five hundred BC, and most people today don't recognise that it occurred. You know, like if you go to university uh, or um, You know, most、uh, many high schools around Australia they don't teach Noah's flood as、uh, as being a, a real event and happened in history. But、um, if you look at even the maps that this, the ABC provides for their science programs, there are maps of Australia showing it、uh, covered. You know.、Uh, uh, A huge part,、uh, and they call it the Aramanga Sea, which、mm. uh, covered covered、uh, Australia. Amazing, really. Yet, and that、uh, you go out to some uh, uh, museums and that, or little places in right in outback Australia, and they will talk about this Aramanga Sea and and how it was. Water, and you, the same thing in、uh, in Canada. You go out there, and there's、uh, they've got they call them the uh, uh, Aparaxes、uh, during the Cretaceous, and the big issue is that、um, is that the dating that the way these dates are assigned throws people off the trail. But basically, Noah's flood.、Uh, here's the reasons why it was the biggest disaster. It flooded the entire globe. Mm. So that's why it was the biggest disaster, and、uh, it was a flood that lasted.、Um, it didn't last just a week, or、uh, or, or or a fortnight or something. It it took a a whole year to unfold、mm. and to and to come back. And we see the effects of it all over the world, Lawson. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think that well, Noah's flood being, as you said, something that's not talked about in schools because it's come. Become quite contentious, as we can see. There's lots of evidence for it, yet there are people who doubt it's happening. Usually, because of its origin source of the information that we know about it. Yes, that's right. And people say that they say because it's、uh, the events are recorded in the Bible, and、uh, people sort of say, "Oh, that's a religious book. We don't want religion. We don't want to learn about it." And yet. Uh, what happens is people are cutting themselves off from knowledge,、uh, which would help to inform their their own lives, which is really amazing.、Mm, absolutely. So then, what can we look at in this space? What can we understand about this most incredible, gnarly, crazy natural disaster that's ever taken place that gives us that perspective of, oh wait, the, what the Bible's saying here is actually quite accurate. Yes, that's right. Well,、uh, for example, you know,、uh, the, the Bible tells us that everything that had the breath of life in it perished. It talks about how Noah and his family, there's only eight of them, went on the ark, 
uh, even though the door was open and everyone was welcome to go on, but there was only eight went on. And it says that uh, the door was shut and then the, the, the fountains of the deep, there was a, 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 a some water that came from under the earth that came up on the earth. And also it rained, the Bible says, water came from up you know, out of the sky, and it just just kept coming, and uh, the wa- and the, the water level just kept rising and rising and rising, and it lifted up the ark, and it continued. It, it actually the water continued to rise for not just a week or two, mm. or not just a month or two, but it rose for five months. Mm. And uh, you know, I remember. You know, in, in Brisbane, when we had floods in the last couple of years, yes. uh, watching the water level rise, uh, uh, and and the uh, the Bureau of Meteorology has got all the creeks uh, monitored, and you can watch the water level rising, and and that sort of uh, when it's happening, it's quite um, uh, how would you say very gives you uh, you know particularly when you know your friends are in a certain place and and you don't want to see their homes flooded and and that sort of thing. It gives a lot of angst, but Noah's flood, um, it, it went for five, for five months. And uh, so Noah had all the, uh, he had two of every kind of air-breathing animal on the ark, uh, air-breathing land-dwelling. <laughs> it's very funny, you know. Um, some people like to, to make fun of the, of uh, the uh, the uh, account of the mm. event of Noah's Noah's Ark, and mm. so some people will sort of say, uh, even quite prominent people have said, "Can you imagine the blue whales flapping up the gangplank?" <laughs> and uh, uh, and we say, "Well, look, the blue whales didn't have to go on; they, they, swim, they were not land land dwelling animals. They lived in the ocean." But the the uh, flood, every land dwelling. Animal perished. That's the, the tragedy, uh, except those animals saved on Noah's Ark, mm-hmm. and it created a genetic bottleneck for animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, only uh, eight humans survived, and so it created what's known as a genetic bottleneck for humans. And mm-hmm. and that's you can identify that in the genetics uh, as. Um, as people are um, studying the genetics of people from all over the world, you can uh, you can recognise these genetic bottlenecks that occurred. So there was a people that uh, that were the consequence of it, the casualties of the flood. There were the animals that were a casualty, and we see there. Um, we see there uh, the remains of these animals that were mm. buried, like for example. Uh, I know in New South Wales there are, um, you, you know, lots of fossils. Like they're fossils, but some enormous fossils are found in in Queensland and mm. in in South Australia. Uh, there's a um, an ankylosaur which was discovered by a farmer in Queensland, incredibly mm. well preserved, and you can see the details of it. And uh, it was about I don't know about four or five feet long. And uh, that's about a, a meter, meter and a half, two meters long. Mm. And they're an armored. Uh, the ankylosaur is an armored uh, animal, of course. It's got strong armor on it, mm. and uh, and and it's uh, well preserved. So that's in Queensland. We find that uh, along with a lot of others. Mm. There's actually a um, a dinosaur, Australian dinosaur museum, I think, uh, out in central Queensland at Winton. And uh, which is about the middle of where the flood occurred out in Winton, it covered a large area. But that, mm. and uh, so they, they are, there's there's amazing evidence there of these animals being wow. uh, being being uh, uh, 
preserved and that sort of thing. But also in Canada, I mentioned Canada. Mm. A number of years ago, I went to Canada and um, there, there's a, a, a museum out in the middle of, well, in Alberta. It's a, it's a province of Canada. Mm. And uh, they've just re- recovered just a few years ago an amazing dinosaur, uh, a notosaur, and uh, incredibly well preserved. And it's put on display in the Royal Tyrrell Museum. And so that's just, I mean, there's so much evidence in those museums and, uh, which is quite amazing. Mm. And you can see, you can see the details of its armor. You can see the detail. You can see its ribs. You can see the, the, the muscles and tendons, uh, in, in, uh, that's in its body, uh, which indicates, you know, it had to be buried quickly. And so that's just in Canada, which is quite amazing. And so these are land animals. This is an event which affected the animals on the, every animal on the land perished at that time, except those animals saved on Noah's Ark. Mm. So uh, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, uh, Lawson, how, how you know, the, the, the uh, environmental impact of that, you could say that, uh, when we are sort of concerned about the animals and yet we see this devastation which took mm. place not that long ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we can see it. Mm. I think that's another huge question is because then there are people in the scientific community who would subscribe to the idea of a potential flood event or they have sometimes chalked it up to, you know, the ice age or whatever it may be. Um, but then in, there's kind of those discrepancies regarding timeline. How that's a big thing. How can we, how can we rec- reconcile that with what the Bible says? Well, the the thing is, it comes out of the geology, and the, and uh, the, the geologists have been working to an assumption, mm. which they've been working on for you know they've been using this assumption to understand the uh, the the, um, the geology of the Earth, and the assumption is that Noah's flood never happened. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the assumption, and uh, whereas the Bible says that a flood occurred and it was enormous catastrophe, so a catastrophe doesn't take long, but if it never happened, and only processes that we see happen today uh, are responsible, then you need a lot of time. So mm-hmm. that's where the time comes from. It comes from that assumption, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, not from radioactive dating. The radioactive dating is is the dates are chosen to fit in with mm-hmm. that assumption uh, of everything being very slow and gradual, which mm-hmm. is really good. But um, so, yeah, so the the the, the, uh, but the I, I guess we could go into some of the environmental impacts of ours, like how the continents mm. were affected, how the oceans were affected, and it affected uh, the change the global climate uh, for centuries. The the, the climate was uh, enormously different after the flood, mm. uh, and it, it changed. After that, after about uh, 500, 700 years, it sort of settled back to sort of what we experienced. But there was huge ice coverings on the yes. continent and uh, the ocean levels were lower. And uh, so Australia was um, – the the ocean levels were down. And so there was actually a land connection between Victoria and Tasmania. Wow. Although at that time they didn't know it as Victoria and Australia and mm. Tasmania. but And so that enabled uh, the uh, – early settlers of the land to sort of uh, migrate to Tasmania mm. and that sort of thing. So it was an enormous catastrophe. and uh, uh, But the really big deal is that Noah and his family survived. Absolutely. Uh, and 
that's the big deal. And we read in uh, the New Testament, not not where the, this flood is recorded, uh, but it's mentioned, but it's not not described. It describes how Noah was warned by God of something that had not yet happened. Mm. Nobody had seen it. And so he built this ark, which took a long time, mm. and he saved his family. And so that's a really, really big thing about it. Absolutely. And we, we are sitting here today as uh, recipients of the ongoing grace of have Noah and his family having survived the flood and, and looking forward to another event that is yet to happen, Jesus returning yes, again. Yes, that's right, Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Dr. Taz Walker, thank you so much for joining us on The Breakfast Show this morning. We're going to continue with the show right now. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.